Hello and welcome to Crux Investor. We're going to be speaking with Darren LeBrens, the CEO of Pure Gold, in just a moment and catch up with him with regards to what they've been up to since we spoke earlier in January and looking forward to 2019. Hello, Darren, how are you? Doing very well, how are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, good, good to speak to you again. We caught up in January and you, you let us know what you were up to then. A um, mm. few things have happened since then, so maybe you start off and give us a couple of minutes on uh, where things are today and then we can get stuck into your plans for this year. Sure. Um, as a reminder, our, our project is in the heart of Red Lake, uh, Madsen Red Lake Gold Project, and uh, we have had a very eventful 2019 thus far. Uh, started out with a resource update that uh, that came out in, in early February. That resource out, update outlined a, uh, a mineral resource that's 2.1 million ounces at uh, at 8.9 grams per ton in the indicated category, and another 470,000 ounces uh, at 7.7 .7 grams in the inferred category. So a very robust, strong resource. Uh, on the heels of that, uh, we released a feasibility study for the core part of the resource, uh, the main part of the Madsen deposit, if you will. And that feasibility study outlined a robust uh, long life mine with a uh, very low capital hurdle of uh, 95 million Canadian and, uh, and uh, after-tax NPV about $247 million after-tax IRR of 36%. Importantly, that feasibility study really is the, it's the base case, if you will, of the first phase of our development plan. Uh, to highlight the growth and scalability of the project, uh, we put out a preliminary economic assessment on some of the discoveries we've made uh, over the last several years. Those include Russet South, uh, Fork, and Wedge. And, uh, and those, uh, those show an additional four years of mine life. They're shown as an end of mine life extension. They add $51 million in after-tax NPV. But uh, we think there's a real opportunity here to continue to grow the resources in those areas and look at potentially bringing them forward into mine life and, uh, and looking at uh, scaling up the asset. Right. Okay. So, so tell us, actually, let's, let's step back a little bit on some of the numbers. So tell us what you picked these assets up for and when was that? Yeah. So we've had the, uh, the Madsen Red Lake project for five years. Uh, we've consolidated the land position over, the, over that time period. And uh, our net cost of acquisition was uh, $8.5 million, which is really remarkable when you look at what we acquired at the time. Um, 47 square kilometers of patented land, which means we own surface rights and mineral rights. Uh, at the time, the resource was uh, 900,000 ounces indicated, 300,000 ounces inferred. So we've effectively doubled it over the last five years. Mm -hmm. and, and it came with infrastructure. Um, there's a, a mill on site, a tailings facility, underground access, and it's permitted as a mine. So uh, really all of those features uh, really lend themselves towards the, the robust uh, feasibility study that we just put out. Right, okay, so I guess that PA will kind of inform some of the, some of the numbers um, I'm about to ask you. So mm -hmm. you, you, you spent eight and a half million bucks on that over the last five years, you've doubled the resource. You know, I, I guess there's some rehabilitation costs in terms of what you inherited in terms of infrastructure is there or is that, is that all fully functioning? Yeah, for the most part, um, it's fully functioning. We uh, incorporated in the feasibility study will be a improvement to the mill. Uh, we're gonna take that from 600 tons per day to 800 tons per day. Uh, we're gonna modernize it with the uh, you know, instrumentation controls, uh, introduce a gravity circuit, all to take advantage of some of the metallurgical results that we saw as part of the feasibility study. Uh, so there is work to be done there, but it's, uh, it's not just uh, what I would call refurbishment, it's actually improving the mill to, to improve the production profile of the, uh, of the, uh, the project. 
we're looking at effectively a new mine here. All of the development that we're putting in is new and uh, you know, accessing brand new stopes and fresh rock. And so it really is a new mine that we're looking at. Right, okay. So, um, so t tell me about some of the plans you've got for this year. Um, I do want to come back to some of the numbers, but tell me about what's mm -hmm. planned for this year you know, in relation to cash you have at the moment. I know you raised a little bit of money recently with um, as it Sprott Capital Partners, mm -hmm. not to be confused with uh, Sprott Global. Um, so why, why did you do that and you know, what's that money for? Yeah, so that money was raised uh, through the flow-through markets here in Canada, which is, uh, provides a tax benefit to shareholders and enables us to, to raise money at a premium. Uh, it is directed towards exploration. And so despite the fact that we're on the cusp of production here at, at, uh, at Pure Gold, uh, we have not in the past and we have no intention of really taking our foot off the pedal. Uh, we're going to continue to drive things forward. That money will primarily be spent on expanding uh, the resources that we see on on these new discoveries, uh, looking to increase the confidence, convert them from inferred to indicated, and ultimately really tie into our plan, which is to, is to try and uh, bring those deposits forward in the mine life and look at scaling up of the, uh, of the infrastructure once again. You know, we've got a goal here of, of, of outlining a project that can deliver 100 to 150,000 plus ounces a year over 10 or, or more year period. Uh, again, the feasibility study is the, is the first phase of that development plan. The PEA we put on the satellite discoveries is the next phase, and, and tremendous exploration upside remains on the property. Right. Okay. Okay. Under, understood. So, so the in terms of the elements which are going to cost money this year, what what, what are those? Just in, in a bullet point form. Yeah. So we've got uh, our exploration program, five point one million dollars that we just raised, and and that's going to be uh, directed towards exploration as I, I described. Yeah. Uh, we are out right now looking to uh, finance the project. Again, it's a ninety-five million dollar. Uh, Canadian uh, initial capital requirement, which when you look around the, the world of projects is really one of the lowest capital hurdles out there. Uh, and that's because we are able to take advantage of, of some of that existing infrastructure. That's on site. Just very quickly, what's, what's your NPV in relation to the CapEx? Uh, 147 million uh, Canadian on the on the base case. Right. In, and the, the CapEx? 95 million. Okay, so that's, okay, that, that's a nice ratio right there. Okay, and giving what, an IRR of? 36%. Right, so you're you're well over thirty. That again, okay, those those are good numbers. Okay, sorry, please carry on with the rest of the activity. Yeah, so uh, we have uh, Endeavor Financial engaged. Uh, they've been working with us on the uh, the, the project financing front, and uh, and there's and there is significant interest in, in financing the project. Uh, likely looking at a combination of uh, of debt and equity. The ability to leverage more debt on the project is is a possibility given the infrastructure that's on site there. Uh, with that project financing solved, we would look to uh, to construct. And uh, it is a very short implementation schedule. Um, we're looking at about 13 months right. from, from go point to uh, to producing gold. And so, you know, conceptually, if we have our finances arranged, uh, you know, mid this year, we'd be uh, pouring gold by the second half of next year. Interesting. And, and, and what sort of rates and what sort of volume and how does that scale up? In terms of cash, yeah, so it uh, it scales up from uh, initial production in and around the uh, seventy five thousand ounce range up to uh, year five, we're producing one hundred and twenty five thousand ounces, and so we've got uh, you know got a core five year window in there where we're uh, above hundred thousand ounces a year. We're generating over fifty million dollars in cash flow uh, on an annual basis, and so uh, so a very strong um, core part of the the production plan. Okay. Okay. There's some, those are quite interesting numbers here. So I, it comes to the question then. So, so what's happening with this? What's happening with the share price at the moment? Because it's been fairly static. You know, uh, 
high of 54, lower of 53. It's steady. Are people not interested in this story? The, the numbers would suggest they should be. So what's happening? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a bit of a market disconnect there. And, you know, clearly we're a little bit frustrated with the share price uh, as it currently stands. I think we've suffered from, from a few things here in, the, in, in recent weeks. Uh, one is a perception that we've entered into a you know a dull, quiet period where we need to go out and and uh, and permit and construct and and there's not a lot of news flow and that's quite typical of a you know of a mining project where you see those doldrums if you will. Uh, ours is very different. Uh, we have a, a low capital requirement, a very short uh, execution schedule as I've described, and and we're not slowing down. As I indicated, uh, we've got a uh, 5.1 million dollar exploration. Uh, program that we uh, will be commencing here in the near term, and and we'll continue to advance, uh, you know, our our discoveries and look to grow those resources. And so it's going to be an exciting period as we move forward. So I think we suffered a bit from that. There was some opportunistic uh, profit taking from from some shareholders, uh, people who had been in in the early days and had seen a rise from twenty cents up into the uh, you know seventy cent range, and uh, so we suffered you know a little bit from that as well. And, and, and then the perception that we've got to finance the project. I think those all play into where the share price is. And what do, you mean, what do you mean by that? What perception? What do you think that perception uh, Dilution. Really looking at uh, you know, the, the, the potential for dilution down the road. And obviously, as a board and management group, we're concerned about that. We're all shareholders. And you know, our key is to maximize value and, and minimize dilution as much as possible. Right. And do you think the, the, the Canadian market is bored of your story? I don't think so. I mean, when you look at uh, the markets in general, I think, unfortunately, they're bored with, with the sector, and uh, we've all suffered from that. But when you look at Pure Gold, uh, you know, we acquired this project, we think, in, in, in we've perfectly timed the market. There's, there's no way conceivable that you could acquire a project like this for $8.5 in a in a more buoyant market. And so we were, we're acquiring it at a, at a low point. Uh, our cost of entry was quite low. Uh, we've been able to successfully raise money across the five-year period to drill and advance the project. We've drilled over 200,000 meters. Uh, we've seen the uh, resource double over that period. We've now got first-time disclosure reserves with a million ounces at nine grams per ton. So I wouldn't say the market's bored. We, we've been one of the few that have successfully raised money and moved the project forward. But, uh, you know, we do suffer to the, with the broader market to an extent. So why are you going to, why are you looking at an AIM listing? Yeah, it's, a, it's not a name listing, it's the uh, LSE, LSE main board. Pardon me. And, uh, and really it is to broaden the, um, the global exposure. And, uh, and so we think this is it's an important opportunity. When you look at the landscape, uh, there's, you know, there's 1,200 companies listed on the TSX or the TSXV. You move across to the LSE, you've got 155 companies. Uh, if you look at, um, you know, if you look at uh, market caps, 2 billion and less, you're down to 42 companies. So we'll be one of 42 companies. It's a real differentiator. There is a you know, structural shift in the, uh, the funding dynamics here in Canada. And really that is a move from what I would call active management into passive management. And so you've seen the growth of ETFs. Um, you know, fund managers, generalists have said, well, I want some exposure to the industry. I don't, I'm not going to go out there and pick my companies. I'm going to put uh, you know, 8% into an ETF. And what that's done is it's drawn funding away from those active managers. And we've seen that pool of capital decline same time as we've seen the you know the the management assets under management for ETFs has grown to over 14 billion dollars so that dynamic has played into the you know the ability to raise funds uh, our story is near-term production it's Canada it's high grade one of the highest grade development projects in the world tremendous growth opportunity organically tremendous exploration upside and we think that we'll uh, play very well to not just the UK market 
but the broader exposure that gives you across the Asian markets and, and, and elsewhere. Right. So you think LSE kind of opens up not just Northern Europe, but also Asian, right. Asian market as well. So why not, why not Singapore then? Uh, this is a, it's a natural evolution for us. Uh, you know, the last couple of financings that we've conducted, we've seen significant involve, involvement over in uh, UK and, and in Europe. And so it's a natural evolution for us. And have you got sort of interest? I mean, I don't. You've been in roadshows in in Europe. I'm guessing, have you? Yeah. Yes, I have. Um, and I mean, was this a precondition from some of the institutions? Is that is that what driven your thinking as well? No, it's not a precondition. Uh, you know, again, this really is about broadening that global reach. Um, ideally, increasing liquidity and and increasing our exposure. Uh, you know, obviously, we 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 will be a a company that would be available for a a UK only fund to to invest in, and uh, so that that's an opportunity. It's not a, it's not a precondition of any kind, though. No. Okay, so so let's let's look forward uh, to this year. So talk to me about why investors should believe that you're going to deliver shareholder value. I you're going to drive the share price. I mean, are we going to be looking at more uh, institutional investing, or are you also going to be talking to retail high net worth and family offices? I mean, how do you drive that share price for people this year? Yeah, we, I mean, we've got a broad mix of, um, you know, in our register now between institutional ownership, uh, uh, high net worth retail ownership. Uh, we've got some strong strategic investment, including uh, Anglo Gold Ashanti and, uh, and, and Rob McEwen, founder of Gold Corp. Uh, and, and we'll continue to reach out to, to, all, to all markets uh, moving forward. We think we're fundamentally undervalued here. Uh, when you look at, uh, you know, even on a price to nav basis, uh, we look quite strong. Uh, we're in Canada. Uh, not only that, we're in Red Lake, uh, which is a, um, you know, it's uh, one of the birthplaces of, um, of mining in Canada, highest grade gold camp in North America. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, a million ounces of reserves now at nine grams per ton that shows a, uh, a very robust uh, mine that, uh, that will operate in our base case for 12 years. I have no doubt it uh, has the potential to go much beyond that. Uh, so we think that we're going to drive real value by executing on our, on our, um, on our, on our base case, uh, building out that first phase of development. But also, I would point to the uh, the ability to continue to grow those satellite discoveries, to uh, to incorporate them into a future mine plan, and the tremendous exploration upside we see on our property. Uh, I think those are all going to be value drivers, and uh, you know, again, having that low capital requirement, having uh, you know significant permitting in place, and a real short implementation schedule is all going to make that value generation uh, move fairly quickly. Yeah, and, and, and I guess the, the, the access to capital and the cost of that capital going forward. I mean, you mentioned uh, Rob McKeown there, you know, obviously well-known in the industry, perhaps not so much this side of the pond. Um, is, has he been part of this thinking in terms of your strategy going forward? I mean, how involved is the guy? Yeah, I mean, I, we have conversations with, with all of our significant shareholders, um, you know, keep people updated and so forth in terms of active involvement. Uh, they are they are passive uh, from that perspective, but clearly we want to we want to uh, keep a relationship with all of our shareholders. Right, and do you expect them to um, you know keep 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 investing going forward in terms of the new new rounds, or are they going to sort of dilute out? You know, I would expect you're going to see a mix in there. Uh, you know, some of the significant shareholders are clearly going to continue to invest and support the project, mm -hmm. and uh, and you probably see some turnover as well, which we've seen over the last uh, last month. Are you buying at the moment? Uh, we management has been buying. You've looked at our, our reporting, and uh, we've all uh, we've all been buying in the, not only the market, but uh, we've exercised a number of options to hold as well. Very encouraging. 
Um, so let's finish off. Give me, give me, give me those five. Re if, give me, give me those five reasons again, at bullet point form, so so people can uh, remember why they should be investing in you. Absolutely, uh, very strong mining jurisdiction. Uh, we've got a uh, what I would argue is the lowest capital intensity project out there from a uh, development standpoint. Uh, when you look globally at a pool of 132 development projects that have an economic study completed, we're 11th highest grade, and so we're in that top percentile by grade. Uh, so we've got a really strong fundamental first phase of development here. We're going to move very quickly into production, start generating cash flow. The satellite discoveries show the ability to layer on additional production. And, uh, and beyond that, uh, we've established a mineral system that spans five kilometers. that's wide open at depth. And uh, I think that this has the potential to, to grow for a very long time. So uh, it's, uh, it's the same time to be a, a shareholder of Pure Gold. Perfect. Thanks. Thanks for the quick summary. I do appreciate catching up with you again. We'll... Uh, speak to you in the next uh, couple of months and sort of see how things progress. We look forward to seeing the share price being driven with uh, some, of the, some of that news and uh, your outreach program. So thanks again for your time, Darren, and we'll speak to Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right, excellent. Cheers. Thank you very much for watching our video. We do aim to keep you informed and intelligent information with which to make your investment decisions. So if you liked what you just saw, please give us a thumbs up. And if you want to see more insightful, in-depth, honest and unbiased interviews, then please click the subscribe button. So thanks again for watching and we look forward to seeing you again soon.